sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That is Sean the Thin Sides. <laughs> and that is Flapjack. I mean, Tom Sides. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good yourself. I'm doing good, man. I come on fresh off a, another podcast last night, dropped today. Um, I did the Stark Wars podcast. Gotta say, those guys were really awesome. I'm gonna shout them out right off the beginning, Mike and Tommy. Fuck, it was it was a good hang with those guys. I wish you could have been a part of it. We'll see if we can do like a, a nice little foursome podcast in the future with those guys because uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I listened to it already. Actually, it was it was pretty fun to listen to. You guys did a really good job breaking down the episode and hit it from a lot of different angles that I wouldn't have thought of. You know what I mean? Which is fun to hear. Yeah, and what's cool is that when we go to break down Hawkeye later, you already know my thoughts. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to these Marvel shows, like so many layers. I'm like, I don't know as much as your average or as your like expert. I'm not an expert on any of this shit. So mm-hmm. I've known the characters. I know like, you know, the basic stuff. But there's so many Easter eggs that I miss out on. So listening to, to it, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, OK. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. so much. Yeah. you know. There's so much to learn. Yeah. So they were nice enough to have me on. Uh, it was a good way to get like extra exposure to our show, which I why I jumped all over the opportunity. And then uh, I just love talking Marvel nonsense. It's one <laughs> of my all time favorite things to do. Like you've for been sure. a part of it. Like I've been bending your ear about it for 35 episodes now. So <laughs> <clears throat> it's fucking I, I loved it. Yeah, it's fun to be able to find like, you know, podcasts that target specific topics that we like to talk about because it's easy for us to transition and have a chat with them. Like you said, it's good for their podcast to get the advertising through our show and good for ours to get through theirs. I think we got to find some Star Trek podcasts that we can guest star on. Then <laughs> that way we can get like you like I think you, we throw you into a Star Trek podcast like those fucking nerds are going to learn a thing or two. Yeah, it'd be pretty funny. I'm like the weird uh, random person who likes Star Trek and sports so I can like live in both worlds and I'll bring that coolness to the Star Trek podcast that these guys are in deep need of, right? (laughs) You're already judging your own people. Look at you. I I know my people. They need to be judged sometimes. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'm like you. I, you know, I love me some Star Trek, but at the same time, like I got to go outside and play and I like to sleep with women. So yeah, exactly. There's all that stuff. So I guess we'll we'll jump right into Hawkeye since we're already kind of there. Now that you finally watched the first three episodes, give me your thoughts, feelings, like where are you at with the show so far? Well, it's really fun. Like it's hard sometimes to save episodes, but it was fun to watch three consecutively because I really got to like get into the story hardcore. You know what I mean? But it was really break that down for me. What do you mean? What's that? Sorry. What do you mean? Like it was like watching a whole movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did I miss something there? Did I say something funny? You, you say, you know what I mean, all the time. And it was just a matter of time before I was going to call you out and just say, what do you mean? I like it. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was I, funny. I, it was I, lost on me in the moments. So. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. So of your shotisms that I just like, oh, look, it'll be a little adorable. Sorry, I man. It. I didn't mean no, to no, no, go on a little sorry. tangent there. I like the way you brought it out. Um, so anyways, <laughs> as I was saying, yeah, it was like watching a movie. It was fun. You know, like I like the characters 
everyone's really like like you said in the star wars podcast it really humanizes hawkeye seeing like that he's lost his hearing and like the little flashes they showed from all the scenes where yeah if you're a human you're probably going to lose your fucking hearing and when there's big explosions and ships crashing and i like that little playback and the christmas aspect of it also sells me on it of course do you think that this would add to like those superheroes that are more human like a like the new Black Widow that we were gonna have, or like all those like not the the human like soldiers that go into the MCU. Do you think they're gonna get more protective equipment now? Like, do you think we're gonna see like some hearing protection on just average heroes just because <laughs> they gotta save the day? There ought to be, and it'd be funny to have that conversation where they're like, "No, no I'm a hero." I don't need that. And they're like, yeah, like we understand that you're a hero, but you're also a human. And in the past, we've had issues with heroes losing their hearing and eyesight. And <laughs> See, that's why I wish we got Hawkeye in like the comic book accurate um, costume because like he wore a mask that went over his whole head. And you could probably argue that in that mask, thanks to Stark Industries or, uh, and Stark technology, there's probably uh, hearing protection around the head of the mask, which is why heroes like Spider-Man are fine. Um, like all of those like other heroes are perfectly okay with their hearing. Yeah, it makes really good sense that they would do that. And also like, you know, hawks have super eyesight. And so the mask could also have that feature. And like, you could just see all of this, right? Yeah, well, you know, like the comic book accurate mask, like it it is like how they described in episode three with the, the yeah. wings on the face with the H and it's in purple. Like it's a whole. Yeah. The drawing of it. Yeah. Like, it there, looks like ridiculous. That. Like I think it would look ridiculous in how the MCU has gone. But if you look at it from a strictly uh, PPE perspective, <laughs> I think it's genius. That's funny. I liked also, um, you know, seeing a hero that's a father. Like a lot of those scenes, like I know you guys talked about the scene with his son, but it was also funny, like when they're getting in the car and he says to his oldest son, you know, you're in charge. The oldest son gets in the car and then he's like to the daughter, you've always been in charge. You'll always be in charge. Take yeah. care of the other two. And that's like super accurate on the level of like maturity within a family. Oftentimes yeah. the girl becomes the most mature in that situation, even though she may be the middle child, sometimes even the youngest, because boys, we just be crazy sometimes and we yeah. need to be watched. Was so, Jen always in charge in your house? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty right much. She uh, ruled with an iron fist, that's for sure. <laughs> oh fear the wrath of jen i've said this to people in the past like some of the like memories of getting beat that you have in your life you know like getting the shit beat out of you i still have one of them of jen when i was i think i like i've talked about this possibly on the podcast when i turned off ice ice baby it was on the tv when that video was out and it was all the raz i went up and turned the tv off because like a little push button and she just like got on top of me and i just see her fucking raining down on top of me that's still a memory i hold <laughs> jesus christ my dad I'm not sure it's more ridiculous the fact that like jen just went to town on your face or it was because of the fact that she was a huge vanilla ice fan <laughs> i think it was mainly body shots and like arms i i, I tried to protect my i don't know distant yeah. memories of beatings gone past full-on windmill on <laughs> windmill attack yeah no it, i like that the, the dynamics of shows you know sometimes shows and movies focus on things and tell stories that are just about the heroes and like they don't humanize them at all 
but mm-hmm. showing like Clint with his kids and everything like that, it just made it a little bit better to me. Yeah. And it's good to finally get some serious insight into this character because we've, we don't have a lot. Like we have the guest appearance of Hawkeye in the first Thor. And then we have Hawkeye entering Avengers where he's mind controlled the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And then then we start to see a little bit more to his character in Avengers too, but we don't really see him until he shows up in Avengers uh, uh, Endgame. Like he's missing, he's missing in a little bit. Or Civil War, we get a little bit more of him. We're yeah. always getting like we're always getting Hawkeye peppered in with the the superhero stew that we're having, the Avengers stew. For sure, and that's like the, I've joked about this in the past about side characters and driven you crazy with me fucking saying all that shit. But like in ways, that's what I was meaning is that, you know, he hasn't gotten a lot of limelight time and these shows and like the movies as well on the side, they're giving us way more angles of these people. And it's really fun to see them become more prominent roles in the MCU. Yeah, like we all know that it's always about the main three, the Iron Man, Thor and Captain America. Even Hulk gets like a lot yeah. more justice. And even though like there's a that's still weird. um there's like Hulk is under like a contract thing similar to Spider-Man where he can be in group movies, but he can't have his own solo movie because of yeah. it. And I don't know how I would feel about a solo Hulk movie now because like they've tried so many times and it hasn't been for sure the best. Although I, I can sit back and enjoy the Edward Norton one. I really can. Yeah. I just it'd be interesting to see where they would like the kind of story they would tell because they kind of told the story I want to see with Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, planet cult kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And like, honestly, you know, we would watch it if it came out 100%, but it's not something that's, you know, I agree with what you're saying for sure. But yeah, I always joke about side characters and like, you know, these are main members of the Avengers, but it's they've been treated at times like side characters. If you're someone who knows nothing about the MCU and then you come and watch like the movies, you're like, you assume that they're side characters, you know? Yeah. No, I, I see your point. I disagree with you wholeheartedly because I actually know the characters and it bothers me to no end that you give them such low play in your head. It always gets you fired up when I start fucking running those lines. Yeah. <laughs> also, you always pick the ones that are just like, oh, like, you know, oh, it's not a white male. Oh, I don't give two shits about hey, this character. I just threw oh, Hawkeye. this one has a handicap and can't hear. <laughs> oh, what a terrible superhero. Oh, Asian American? No, thank you. I like how you put that spin on it as a defensive mechanism. (laughs) (laughs) And I will proceed to do so. It just so happens that all those characters that you deem side characters are also part of the uh, uh, coming change that's into the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that's funny. No, it's good stuff. I like all everything I've seen, you know, it's just, it's a great time to be alive. I remember, like I've said in the past about all we had in the nineties, there wasn't a lot, you know, and eventually now it's like fucking everywhere. You could, you could like literally watch comic book shit Mm -hmm. for a month on end. Well, where do you feel about the, the, the fact that the guy in the black suit or uncle is probably going to be Kingpin? I just hope that they, that it is like bringing the Netflix shows into the mix, which yeah. will then open the doorway for Matt Murdock to be in the new Spider-Man movie. And like, that's just, already been rumored too that Charlie I know, I just has been seen on the seen on the set of Spider-Man already. Like, there's so many things that can happen here, and I don't think Marvel's not the kind of company to be like, "Hey, fans, we know what you want, 
And guess what? We're not going to do it on purpose. Fuck you. Suck a vagina. We hate you. For sure. Give us your money anyway. No, they usually give us what we want. and But they also make us wait for it and tease us for a long time leading up to it. Like, we might be... This whole situation with Kingpin might end up being another Mephisto situation. Where, where he's everyone, actually Mephisto? Yeah, yeah. I get it. I, I have that feeling, too. Where everyone <laughs> thinks... <laughs> Where everyone thinks that you're getting this character and then you don't get this character yet. Yeah. What, no, what I love about the whole like Mephisto of it all is that it creates such a dialogue with the fans. Like, I love fan theories. I love mm-hmm. them so much because I would love to like, I love that insight that you get that other side of thinking that you didn't even get there. Like, for I sure. wasn't even ready for Mephisto. And then I'm just like, oh, yeah, he's a fucking thing. And he could do all of this shit and that would be badass if we're bringing in the demons and then we can bring in the vampires and then blade makes more sense like i am so down but i'm also a guy going like well we we need to make it make sense too like we can't just like they can't just be like and demons exist yeah just a token just for doing it for the purpose of doing it isn't right either yeah, there's, so there's a like there's got to be a way of doing like they, they gave us a lot in the WandaVision series like witches are our thing, yeah. so like let's just go with that for a little bit like we knew wizards were a thing because like you know Doctor Strange and yeah of course Sanctum Sanctorum and like they're technically not wizards but they're magic like there's magic with them like you know what I mean yeah hundred percent and then, I don't sorry continue oh and then so I see us we're going in this direction where where anything can happen in the MCU. Like we're so close to getting a fantastic four movie. I can fucking taste the rocks off thing. Um, and then we're so close to having Wolverine back. We're so close to all these things. And I am on board for all of it. And the, when we get to Avengers 17 and we see Spider-Man swinging in and then we get the shing shing of the claws and then it's clobbering time. I can't wait for all of it. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm going to enjoy the ride as well. And they yeah. like keep giving us so much content. Like these shows have helped a lot. Like obviously the Netflix shows kept us in in the previous movies. But mm-hmm. now we're getting all these shows and like She-Hulk is up and coming as well, right? What would I like? Yeah, She-Hulk is up and coming. Moon Knight is up and coming. Yeah. Um, the Marvels, like like the Miss Marvel and then the, then the Marvels movie. Like there's so many things that are on its way that I'm just on board for. I can't wait to see what happens. Where my mindset is, is just like, I don't, I, I don't even know what story they're telling. I for couldn't sure. even tell you. Like, I could hint, like, you could, you can see that they're hitting towards Thanos and, like, the Infinity Stones and all that, like, right away, because you, you saw Infinity Stones. Yeah. But holy fuck. Yeah, it's, it's a ride. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a journey. I will say this. I was a little like, you know, when you're watching and you're like, fuck, yeah, I got three episodes to watch. And I know know that there's more coming after. But it's so annoying sometimes when you burst through all three episodes, you get to the end of episode three and they leave you on a cliffhanger. And you're just you like, seriously. Did you call it a cliffhanger? Oh, oh, did I? <laughs> did you? That was yeah. so subtle. I actually really like that. That was nice. <laughs> a nice little, yeah, you know, a nice little cliffhanger. Yeah, but they totally left us on a cliffhanger, and that's frustrating at times because you're like, God damn it, I want more. Yeah, I want more. But like that's a perfect cliffhanger to leave us on. Like where we get like um Jack Duquesne holding up the holding up the sword to Hawkeye, and there's a backstory there 
in the comic books where he's the swordsman and the swordsman is the one responsible for training Hawkeye in the art of the sword hmm. and then turns on him and then leaves him for dead. Now that like they're looking like they're similar age, right? Mm-hmm. It is possible that they were just students of the same guy and then there was a rivalry growing up kind of thing. Yeah, I so, heard you mentioning that on the Star Wars podcast there and it was an interesting thought for sure. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it, it'll be a cool thing for sure to to see going forward. I, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm really on board for all of it. When do the new episodes drop? Is it weekly? Every Wednesday. Okay, sweet. Which is dope. Like, I, it gives us enough time. Like, it gives me like I look forward to it now. I feel like I'm a kid again. Where you're just like, no, no, I got, I don't watch my show on Wednesday. And like, I don't know if like sometimes I'll wake up early so I can watch it before work. Or then it's one of those days where I don't have work and I'll just like casually wake up, watch it, and then like have like my cereal. Like today, I woke up, had a bowl of Lucky Charms because I'm an adult. I can get whatever fucking cereal I want. And I watched Harry Potter this morning. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I got up and listened to your beautiful voice on uh, Star Wars podcast, so it was fun. Yeah, yeah those guys <laughs> were cool, man. I gotta tell you, like, I really enjoyed doing that show. I'm happy. I, I I don't know. It would be cool to have them on ours, but I don't know like what kind of dynamic we have because based on what our what our show actually is, it's just yeah. Well, if they got opinions on things or you know topic ideas, it's anything. We could probably just send them over a, a topic and say, "Hey, you want to come discuss this with us?" Yeah. <laughs> beat the shit out of this topic that's awesome yeah, pretty much that's cool man yeah so yeah i'm really excited to see where hawkeye goes and like this is only six episodes so we're like halfway that's scary yeah i like that there's short episodes because you can bang them out and there's so much like shit packed into it but yeah. then it's short episodes and you don't you want more you're just like god damn it i want more and the same was true with loki same was true with wandavision you know and they're setting us up to like have a pretty cool future of shit to watch Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm like I, as I told you, like I am on board for all of it, man. Agreed. I'm here for it. I'm 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 stoked. I'm really stoked. Yeah, me too. Definitely, definitely good stuff. So you were saying uh, pre-podcast, you just dropped a little tidbit on me that I want to you know get into now. You finished DS9. Is this true? Yeah, man. Um, one of the perks to having four days off and then like having nothing really to do, Jason, because you're new to the city and like. Also on a budget is you just binge watch shit. Um, I finished DS9 <clears throat> in record time, and I don't know how I feel about the ending. Fair enough. Uh, I have follow-up questions. Did they think that they were gonna get a movie like the TNG cast did? There was definite talks of a movie. Because I feel like that's what that show needed. Yeah. The okay, like the show came out in what 1992, something 19, like that. Yeah. yeah, so spoiler alert 96, I think, but yeah, yeah. anyways, it was a long, long time ago. The Cisco gets stuck with the prophets, he's nor dead or alive, but he's with the prophets. And I'm a little bit pissed that we don't get that scene of like, like I was hoping to see a last clip. Jake's older, it's the future, and he just like comes in and he goes. Jake, like I wanted that, like I just needed that. That would have been nice. Like a lot of the endings were tied up nice in a bow. Where 
where O'Brien's go back to earth and he's a professor. I'm like, that is a great job for the O'Brien's. Like you have Definitely. a family, you almost get your daughter killed like every fucking week. Um, <laughs> and you also have a son now too, on top of it, whose birth was also had to be transferred over to another body be- because y- like your life is insane. Like, all of this stuff had to work and I get it. And then, Odo rejoining the link to help cure them and then create peaceful uh, environment. That makes sense to me. Um, I don't know. Where does Worf go? They didn't really say. Do you think he just rejoined the Klingon Empire? Well, it's possible. You know, he was pretty involved at that point. Could have easily have been appointed a position of any kind, really. But that was like part of the way reasons why Michael Dorn was fighting for a series so bad to give his character like another story arc. Right. Yeah. No, it's very interesting. Um, what did you think of like uh, the siege of AR five, three, whatever the hell it is where not that was a badass like, episode. Man. And what about when that he came back from that and like the post-traumatic stress at that episode, like, how'd you feel about those two? And like, how do you feel now about um, Nog and all that? Yeah, how do you feel about Vic Fontaine now that you've watched like his full story arc? Um, I still stand by the fact that Dick Fontaine, Vic Fontaine is a fucking issue that needs to be dealt with. <laughs> but isn't it like a god? Did you enjoy those episodes? Oh no, they're great episodes. They're so much fun, and it only made me like Nog. Like I think they took the mistakes of writing Wesley Crusher and then corrected that. Yeah, because much. they. Like this wasn't Will Wheaton's fault. They just didn't. The writing didn't lend itself to make Will Wheaton, uh, sorry, Wesley Crusher, likable. No yeah. one likes a boy genius. Yeah. I like, I like a little bit of a badass. I like a little bit of rebellion, and I like a kid that finds his own way. And the fact that Jake didn't want to be a part of Starfleet wants to be a writer, and the fact that um, Nog is gonna wants to be the first Ferengi in Starfleet. Those things were amazing story arcs to me. And then you all you see is the fact that Nog may be a disappointment in his uncle's eyes, but at the same time, he looks up to, up to him. Like, it's a beautiful story arc. And then For he sure. loses his leg only to, like, go through that whole process of, like, they live in the future. So losing a limb isn't the worst thing in the world anymore, right? Yeah. Life isn't over. You can still be a Starfleet officer. The I don't even know if he gets like a robotic leg or if he gets like um it like seemed a like a fle- it seemed like a flesh leg. Yeah. 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 So it it was a uh, those were great episodes. I still stay and like I love the fucking Oceans Eleven episode that they did. That was fun too, eh? Yeah, because like Oceans Eleven is obviously a remake of Oceans Eleven with like the Frank Sinatra and the Sammy yeah. Davis Jr. and all that. So like seeing that because he's like a Frank Sinatra type. Watching that was a great episode. Like Dick uh, Vic Fontaine. I don't know why I keep calling him Dick Fontaine. Vic <laughs> Fontaine, great character. Like I had DS9 only got better for me. I found the first season to like lag on. First uh, episode, and, uh, great. After that, it's a little tough sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And and like that first season was all right. This is the thing with Star Trek is. You gotta give it. Uh, you gotta like give it that season. That's true. Just, let's get there. And then the scenes with uh, Worf and Ezri Dax. And by the way, you could have just told me. Like I knew. Honestly, Dax. 
wasn't it so fucking like rewarding and nice to see that fucking Jet Zia get killed? Wasn't it so? Didn't it just feel good? No, I love Jet Zia. Why did you hate Jet Zia? I'm just fucking with you. That was heartbreaking at the time. Was her death like a thing that they needed to do because we need this to be an emotional thing? Or she was just like, I would like to leave the show, please. And thank you. I honestly don't know. I think I, if like, I was thinking about this the other day. I think it's like when you were asking me about it, I think she wanted out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I haven't seen her in anything else. No, I don't. I'd have to look up the story. I don't want to shit on her just in case I'm wrong. But I think that that might be what happened. And that's like the the one problem I have with like a lot of these uh, like Star Trek series is like you get these amazing actors. And I think the most successful one is Cole Meany. Yeah, he's been pretty successful. Oh, well, obviously, Patrick Stewart is the most successful. Well, no, but I'm like talking, but, like, I'm talking strictly DS9 right now. Oh, like, DS9. Okay. Yeah. But, like, Avery Brooks retired pretty yeah, much after. But this. I'm pretty sure if he, if Patrick Stewart doesn't play Charles Xavier, I don't know what else we're getting out of him. Yeah, you're not 100%. You're could be true, but he did. And damn, it was good. Yeah. I mean, Riker and all, like, there's a bunch of them, like, went to voice acting and. Yeah. Or by all means, like they're amazing at it, but yeah, so uh, like these are great actors. Like, again, like I think Avery Brooks retires or is yeah, retired. Alexander Sadig's been in a few things like uh Bashir, but not a whole lot. Like, he was in Game of Thrones for a, a short period, and yeah, and but I uh, know, uh, the, as a whole, the story was great. Um, I love the Gul Dukat storyline, interesting. Um, I love that Kai Wen was Kai Wen, right? Kai Wen, yeah. I loved watching her die. Oh, I hated her. She was so, I hated her so yeah. much. Oh, yeah. And just to like finally watch her get her just desserts. And then she was so, she was this close to being redeemed. She was this yeah. close. All you have to do is relinquish power because it is corrupting you. And she's just like, well, why would I do that? Yeah. And you're just like, okay, fuck face. <laughs> That actress, she just plays that role so well of people, someone people hates. Yeah. Well, like I like that is the person I hate. Where you, like that, it's that Catholic mother that goes. Well, you you see it in TV shows all the time. The trope of like, well, Jesus says, and like that was a big thing about Bajors. They're super religious, uh, yeah, uh, planet. And I'm here for it. Like I love that stuff. They might be, as far as I'm concerned, the most accurate religion because we saw that the prophets exist and their yeah. version of the devil exists in For the sure. race. That's what's fun about it too, right? Is like the thought process that some planets probably do have uh, beings looking over them. And it doesn't mean they're looking over every planet, yeah. but just the interaction from start to finish of Cisco with the prophets. And then where they go into season seven, where it's like, Oh, you're like part prophet. Cause some woman got possessed by a prophet seduced your father that's we created you because we needed you yeah it was interesting to like to be the actual emissary like like no no no. it's not you took on the right of ds9 as a thing no no no. we made sure that you were you would be here to be the emissary and it is a dope storyline i'm here for all of it um I want like I honestly want more Worf. I agree with Michael Dorn. Hey guys at Star Trek, we should have a Worf 
show. Like, I understand. Yeah. Like, I'm here for it. You can put him back on Kronos. You have him be like now he's older. He's probably the chance counselor, a uh, uh, chancellor of uh, could have been like he, he could be like there's so many storylines because so many. he's such a proud Klingon and he has redeemed himself in the eyes of all of his Klingon brethren. Like yeah. the and house of Moog is not a shameful thing anymore. For sure. And let's be real too. Like he's an interesting actor character. Like he could hold his own show. And yeah. I a hundred percent like agree with Michael Dorn in this and whoever's listening out there, make it so. Yeah. And that's the thing about the, like these star Trek actors, they have chops. Like you, you feel for them. Like, the, the stuff that the the section 31 episode where they had to go into Sloan's head and cool. retrieve the cure to save Odo. Like, fuck, yes, you had to do that. Like, that is amazing. And like the fact that there is no section 31 facility, it is a select few officers throughout Star, uh, Starfleet that are involved in it. And they like they all know what they need to know. I still am bothered by the whole section 31 thing, especially with what comes out through like the DS nine. I couldn't really talk about it with you yet, but they were literally fucking pulling off genocide just to win a war. And that's Mm -hmm. fucked. Like, I don't think that that goes within Starfleet. And I think Starfleet should do a better job of policing these fucks and getting them out. Yeah. Like, again, they all have them. Like every, like what I liked about having the section 31 is that it proves that Starfleet is no better. Yeah. Like I, I like I like that flaw. Like you look into it. We were talking about it last week. You look at the Tal Shiar. You look at the Obsidian Order. Like there are all these little factions within another government that is strictly for we're going to we, we there's there's an agenda here. Yeah. That's like yeah. the Federation should be better is my only point. We should strive to not have to have that. Yeah. I'm sure that, but that's why you have the Section 31 in the first place. It cheapens the goal of Section 31 is to not need Section 31. The problem is, and it is, and it's a legit thing. Is the problem is, is that you need that. You you do. Yeah. Yes, I just think do. like I agree with you. They do need a Section 31 to deal with like you know a CIA, a special forces kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like that they'd be willing to commit genocide to forward the agenda of the federation ultimately yeah uh it bothers me a little but now that we're getting like a section 31 show with Giorgio, i'm fucking all aboard on it i want them to revisit section 31 within discovery i want i just i want more of it i'm like i'm so happy that we're getting we went for like a period of 10 years where it was like no star trek at all horrible period Guess what's fucking back in full force, baby? Not only do we have this, we have a cart, we have two, a cartoon, we have an animated two we cartoons. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like one's drawing, one's computerized. That's why I was oh, okay. deciphering oh, between the two. And then guess what? You think that that's awesome? We're gonna tell the pre-Kirk fucking story. What what Spock's life was before Kirk was involved? Like I can't wait for what's it called? Strange New Worlds. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am I can't fucking wait. so hard at the thought of all the Star Trek that we're going to get. For sure. It's, it's a wonderful time to be alive. And it's yeah. just, I'll, I'll take any of it. You know, like yeah. we, we've talked about in the past, there's critical thinkers on, you know, genres and shows that come out at, on every show, but I never want to be one of those people. I just want to like sit down like a child, open my eyes to the storytelling and let them take me on the ride. See, like that was the thing why I stayed away from Voyager and DS9 for so long because I was just like, 
this isn't TNG. Mm-hmm. I know TNG. You're not the same. I don't. It was a fear of not enjoying it. For sure. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm eating some humble fucking soup over here because they, DS9 was an amazing show. Yeah, for sure. And Star Trek doesn't disappoint in the long run. You yeah. know, there's times where you're like, this is a stupid fucking episode, but the whole arc of every show is phenomenal. But also, the, like, the episodes that you find dumb, I find fun. I do 100%. find... I, I do find there are certain episodes of like, and it's strictly because I'm binging it. I think if it was like a week later, maybe I would feel different. Yeah. But like I talked to you before about like, we went from the badass episode that was um, in the pale moonlight. Yeah. That was a great fucking episode to just go to you now Odo and, uh, and uh, Kira. Uh, uh, Kira are finally going to be a thing. We're yeah. going to go from like, we're at fucking war here, and this, I got to do some questionable fucking shit just to make sure that these guys are on our team. To Odo loves Kira, let's make this happen. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's a necessary story to tell because you, you want to have that love story tied up in a nice bill for you, especially when you're leading into like the end of the series. For and, sure. And it kind of breaks my heart that they didn't have more time together. What did you think about the shit dumpster episode that was Profit and Lace? Uh, remind me of that one. Like the where Quark cross-dresses as a female Ferengi to... Did I miss this episode? Oh, I was waiting to talk to you about it. it was I, I think it's at the end of season five after the pale in the pale moonlight or whatever. But it's like he's cross-dressing to try to get Brunt to do his bit i've watched the episode not a lot of times because it's fucking rough i don't remember that episode because there's a lot of good quark episodes like the yeah. one where the like they put the frangy army together to yeah save that was sick eh? and then um, a, also yeah. i died in the fact like i'm not sure if it was the last episode or the episode before where the he thinks that he's going to be the new negus and the, but the old Negus is changing all the rules and he goes, the yeah. line must be drawn here, this far, no further. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, yes, Quark. Good for you. Yeah, and I knew the fact that, Rome that. Is the Rom is the new Negus. Yeah. He's the, and he's the, per, like, for all the new things that are happening for Ferenginar, I'm, I love, like, I'm normally, I'm so annoyed by the Ferengi. Like, that has been their, the way they did shit. Uh, TNG, all, everything, yeah, yeah. They, they're just annoying characters. They're just like for we're sure. in it for the profit. We're fucking shifty as fuck. We, you, you yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing this, but here we are over here doing something else. Um, so I gotta say, Quark, Nog, and Rom just made me fall in love with Ferengis. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I go back and watch the Ferengi episodes lots of times. Like the one where Rom forms forms the union fucking phenomenal episode the yeah. nog ones later you know once like we talked about already once he's a commanding like an officer and shit like it's all yeah. fucking gold just so yeah. much good shit yeah and then that like goodbye moment between odo and quark and he goes you see that man loves me it's written all over his back yeah <laughs> i like a lot of those uh moments for sure well, that relationship is like pure pacino de niro and heat right it's the like there's not respect. too much there's like a mutual respect like yeah you break the rules and yeah i enforce them but 
you keep me on my toes and I respect you for it. Yeah. It's a definitely beautiful relationship. I like, there's a good little tidbit about the last episode, you know, when they're all like hanging out in the bar, all suited up to the nines. That was yeah. like the last scenes they recorded ever. Yeah. And everybody sitting in the bar is like the director, the writers, like everybody that's an extra in that scene is all people who are part of the show, all dressed up to the nines, awesome. which is kind of fun. It was just a cool little tidbit about that scene. I like that. I like that a lot. And I like how like the war ended. I like that, that switch of, from like, like the Cardassians just going like, know what? Fuck this. And like, they start shooting all the so badass. Yeah. And like, it, like, so now going like forward, like, like we haven't seen like our Cardassian yet in the new Star Trek. And like, I, we're not going to get like that story of our Cardassians part of, uh, United Federation of Planets now. Like, do they have the same kind of like, because you got the Romulans that kind of signed a treaty. We like got you're talking planets. for discovery to see where we're at. Yeah, like I want to see okay. where we like were, were, were we able to keep the peace. Even better able, like, than even better than that will be Picard. Because yes. that's that's like you know 25 years after DS9. So then mm. that, like it sets us up and like that's what I was telling you. There's a spoiler what, in the what, trailer or an the, Easter egg. What was the thing that they mentioned about Picard? They mentioned it in DS9. It was the they go, it was for, uh, they say something, it was for an officer named Picard. Or was that in Discovery? Was that in the recent episode of Discovery? Recent episode of Discovery. Yeah. That's what it was. So anyways, yeah. what I was saying about the Easter egg I was telling you about that there was in the Picard season two trailer, mm-hmm. the tablet that he smashes, that is the artifact that the Paw Wraith comes out of, is featured in Picard season two trailer. You see that tablet lying on a table. Oh, shit. So we don't like, are we getting Cisco the prophet? Are we getting like, there's a t- connection there that we're going to see in season two of Picard. If, if we get, if that's how Avery Brooks comes back, I'm fucking down. How sick will it be though? If Picard goes through the wormhole, gets like stuck in that little transitionary period. And this Cisco comes to have a chat with him about killing his fucking wife. Well, he's <laughs> over that now. I know. I'm just teasing, but like yeah. there was that dynamic though, right? That we saw at the start of DS9 where he's he ain't fucking happy with Picard. You don't give a shit that the boy yeah, laid him. Yeah, because Lacutus of Borg fucking killed his wife. Yeah. So then you're, you know, like all the possibilities of some kind of wrap-up storytelling, or like Jake Cisco, who knows? Maybe he's fucking, I don't know. Uh, now that we're kind of talking about the Borg, I saw this fan theory the other day of there's one alien species that would conquer the Borg and overrun them. Do you know what? Can you guess what alien species? I could guess, yeah, but enlighten me. Tribbles. Yeah, I'd fuck them up. Yeah, because at the rate of making them part of the joint mind, they would just keep repopulating. And then How fun episode would that be? I would love to watch that. Just a Borg ship just being overrun by Tribbles. <laughs> yeah, that would be a pretty fun watch. I I think either the cartoon or the animated series should get on that because it'd be a pretty yeah. funny story to tell. Yeah, when they did, like they, they've done a lot of Borg stuff on the on uh, Lower Decks 
I, I'm, I'm here for it. And I just want a little bit more casual dialogue between staff and then all this Star Trek is perfect. Everyone's so <laughs> gung-ho on the mission. Can we just get a little casual chat about like, look how dope I look in the new unis. Because like, <laughs> like the new uniforms are fucking fire. They went back to like the original kind of style of uniform, which I fucking love. Like I love the old school jerseys. And like it gives you that like, original series vibe and at the same time it's a new school of thought and though and the only thing that bothers me is that they weren't able to do a spore drive after the fact like how come no other like no one like a guy didn't like have a backup of of how he made his thing yeah no shit hey it's like a one and done and that's that yeah. And like now, too, they're talking about new drives being developed that have nothing to do with the sport drive. You think like 29th century technology or 31st century, whatever fucking year they're in, they would be able to do this. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's something leave something for the for wanting, I guess. Yeah. So it's just where I'm at with it. Like, I, I'm a fan. I'm here for it. Uh, I love every second of it. And don't forget, like you're only now missing one piece to the puzzle. Yeah, I'm missing Enterprise. And, That's it. Uh, and then I'm complete. Like, I can go back to being full-fledged Trekkie and just... I'm really, I've am i heard a lot of stuff about how Enterprise isn't the best. I know, and, like, I've, I said this, too, and it was the first show to deviate from, like, the intro because all the other intros to every other Star Trek is pretty online with each other. And then all the I gotta say that was my like if I the one thing I didn't like about DS9 is the fucking nine minute intro. Like I do not (laughs) give like Jesus Christ. Let's that's funny. Let's like I'm so happy there's a skip button because I would just be like like Jesus fucking Christ. Let's move on here. So yeah, you're gonna feel I'm curious to see how you feel about the intro of that show. I like you might end up having faith of the heart, you may not. It's hard to say. Yeah. That's part of the song. I've got faith of the heart. Oh, really? It's an actual song. Go away, my heart will take. Yeah, it's like a whole thing, and it's so. I don't hit the skip intro. Watch it through at least ten times, so you know what we had to go through when that shit aired on TV, because it made it hard to fucking like. It debuted. True story. It debuted on my birthday when I was like maybe 16, 17 years old. And so I was like, holy fuck, start new Star Trek. DS9 had ended. I was like, new Star Trek for Sean's birthday. This is going to be fucking dope. Watched it was like, are you fucking me right now? And I didn't go back to it for like 15 years. I didn't watch it when it came out because I was like, this is fucking stupid. I don't want to see this shit. There's no fucking transporters. There's no fucking, they can only go warp fucking something. Not warp. Not. I didn't want to go back to like, shittier technology when they were figuring everything out but i was close-minded and I, I became one of those star trek fans that was like i like my show and i don't want to learn the new show and then i fucking grew up i became a man and i f- sat my fucking ass down and watched enterprise and afterwards i was like what fucking injustice did i take part in by not supporting this show and it only ending up having four seasons. Yeah. Like I feel like responsible as part of that negative fan base and I'll never be a negative fan base again. I'll always give it a chance. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see. I just, I, I don't know what it was. And like, well, like my teenage years were all like, I got sports going on. I got this, like watching a show weekly was not a luxury I could do. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, it wasn't until, like, later in life. Like, I used to watch TNG all the time. But again, like, the original Star Trek, TNG, came out in 1987. Yeah. And then went till 1993? Yeah. Something 1994? Like 93, 94, yeah. Yeah. So I was four years old when it ended. Yeah. Makes sense. So all I got were TNT reruns. Don't get me wrong. Like, I watch it, and then... But then once I didn't get the full series until like I bought the whole series on DVD when I was like 19 or 20. And then I watched them all to completion and I went, all right, I'm here for this. And now that Netflix, Crave, Amazon Prime, everywhere, Paramount Plus, which we don't get in the States, uh, in Canada yet, but like whatever, like the fact that I can just sit back and watch whatever Star Trek I want now is amazing to me. Like, I'm kind of like I I just want the movies to be more accessible and they're only available like Paramount Plus like like I have all the first contact of TNG movies. I have all of them. I want to get all the original cast movies. However, I am going to ignore the fuck out of motion picture cuz that is a hard fucking watch. <laughs> the uniform funny. That is the, in my opinion, the worst fucking uniform to ever come out. Like the spandex gray and white. It was a weird one, yeah. That's for like, sure. I don't understand what they were fucking thinking. You had amazing jerseys and you guys looked dope, and you went like, "No, what? No, like bland colors." I think it was the a sign of the times, the spandexy look too, because they just figured that at that time, that's what they figured the future would look like. Yeah, but. Yeah. And then like I got on board with like the we're gonna invade Poland uniforms. Um, you know, with like the turtleneck and like the mounty coat and all that stuff. <laughs> but uh, it, it's so hard to go from like you had something great and then you went to like this kind of uniform. I like that they bring it back so often when there's time travel shit. That's one thing that Star Trek does really well. It's just I'm, I'm a big fan of simple. Like, I like the TNG uniforms because it's just like, boom, you got color. We have everyone, like, it's all based on a certain kind of rank and department you're in. I'm here for it. And then it changes a little bit more with, the, like, the shoulder pads. And I don't know. I just like the simplicity. Like, I'll go simple. But I love the first contact uniforms and then tail end of uh, DS9 uniforms. Those are my yeah, favorite. They're pretty, they're pretty badass. Yeah, they don't look like pajamas. They look like fucking uniforms. For sure, they're the at war fucking uniform. Yeah, and my big fucking problem is they never get mentioned. Of course, you would think like I, I respect what you're saying. I never put this much investment into uniforms in the past. Like I have my favorites, I have my unfavorites, but uh, you bring very good points, and we've talked about this probably on the last ten podcasts now. Yeah. It bothers how- me to no end. Like, yeah, we can't stop because it's fucking it's a weekly rant from Thomas now that we can bring up. I think we should keep doing it every episode. That's the only portion of Star yeah. Trek we'll talk about. Yeah. Is like they don't fucking talk about the uniforms. They the don't only thing talk I'm going to talk about this week when we bring up Discovery this week is I'm going to be like, great episode. You know what they didn't bring up? The fact that they're rocking <laughs> new uniforms. We just not going to acknowledge this. I don't understand. I'm a like, bad man. I haven't watched episode two of Discovery yet. What the and you already Fox told on. me there was a mention of Picard, so I'm like, for fuck's sake, Tom. But I didn't warn you in advance, so that's my fault. Yeah. But I'm gonna get on. I was busy watching Hawkeye and everything else in life, but I at least got Hawkeye done. That was a priority this week. Yeah, because what's going on here is like like I like how their enemy is always outer space. Mm-hmm. Like it 
like there's always some kind of like anomaly that they're dealing with like what was the what was the big deal with the first one it was um figuring like what was the enemy for the first one was it like a spore drive trying to get that the first season out? yeah uh i'm trying to get confused a little bit because it, the red angel was the second season it must yeah. have been was it the ai fucking black forces shit yeah something like that and then yeah. And then the Red Angel, which like the time travel thing, and then the third one was like the the one alien that could destroy everything with feelings. Yeah, and like there's just like a weird thing that goes on, and it it's just it's cool to see that it's I I want I do miss them having like the enemy of the week like. Those like TNG episodes with episodic, like, episodic yeah, ones with yeah. like like when they're on like like yeah, there's a Klingon fucking treaty, but these Klingons are questionable at best, and like they dishonor, but at the same time, it's just Klingons being Klingons. What are we gonna do? So I really like um, you know the diversity of the storytelling, but I also find the problem with Discovery. Like example, the Red Angel episode. Mm-hmm. Going to rewatch that now. I have to wait many years because I know everything that's going to happen because it's like the whole main point of the story. Like episode one, I'll put it on. I'll be like, "It's your fucking mother." And but, then, but wasn't it not her mother? Wasn't it her? It was her mom. It was her mom the whole time. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's good aspects of it, like that and all. Like, and I love the Pike like episodic individuals that were yeah. in there. But there's just some of them where you're like, when you make an entire season about one point and one story, it makes it harder to revisit over the years because you already know. Yeah. Oh, another thing about season two while we're here. And I, you know how much I love to talk uniforms. How is it that Pike and Spock and their crew get the new fancy jersey uniforms? And then here they are. The people that are on fucking uh, Discovery are still stuck in the fucking Enterprise uniforms. Discovery's on like a like it's a classified ship, right? It's not a regular serving Starfleet ship. So, so, so they don't get the new uniform. New- oh, so the Enterprise didn't participate in the war, and so it might have been a, as well a wartime uniform, like which we've seen in DS Nine. There's a wartime yeah. switch. Okay, I want to let you have this. I'm just lending to the fact. I don't know. I don't have the answers, but that's yeah. my theory. <laughs> it's well and good, Sean. It's well and good. <laughs> I just, I'm just happy to see, like, I, like it was another thing that I steered me away from watching Enterprise. Was like, nope, those uniforms are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> There's make sense in a way too, like, because I like, don't want to like, watch the dude from Quantum Leap just be a fucking d bag. <laughs> They're like flight suits, which makes sense because it's like their first flight of a warp five starship. So I like yeah. part of that makes sense. But yeah, like it, it's slow going. But as you get into it, Enterprise, it's some of the best Star Trek out there. Some of the episodes from that rank in my top 10 all time favorite episodes of Star Trek. I find I'll, I'll have to watch it and find out for myself. But I yeah. find that I find that very, very shocking. It's a bold statement. I know. Yeah. All right, man. Well, fuck, I, I like that. Um, I want to move on to uh, some Christmas stuff now that we're finally in the month of December. Sounds um, 
right, have you been watching any Christmas movies? Has that been a thing yet? Or are you still? Oh yeah, I've, wa- the, uh... I've watched a couple already. To be honest, we watched. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I had a nephew over. I was babysitting, and we watched a, a Christmas Prince. I think it was called, which is pretty fun on Netflix. Okay, and like new ones. I haven't like I haven't deep dove into any class i watched uh planes trains and automobiles the other day not necessarily a christmas movie but holiday season movie it's an american thanksgiving movie i get it that's fine yeah Um, great fucking movie you know what you play with your balls a lot i do not play with my balls you know you know what i would enjoy what another set of balls and an extra set of fingers (laughs) i love that i knew that you'd feel very hyped when i mentioned that movie (laughs) (laughs) i fucking love that movie uh mixed nuts i watched i was talking about that last yeah. week a little bit and yeah a couple here and there yeah, a few hallmarks that were just on the tv i watched why not you do the hallmark movies sometimes like i i let myself bend to the season fully because it only comes one month out of every year and i like to like fuck it tell me a yeah, romantic story so cheesy that your fucking asshole gets clogged isn't aren't they like yeah they can be if you let them be but it's like you said like about watching marvel you let yourself be a kid be a kid yeah. I don't be a judgmental person when I watch see, Yeah, but see, like, that's the thing. Even Thomas as a kid would be like, this is so cheesy. Give me Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. I can go back to like five-year-old Thomas and be like, fuck yeah, Tim Allen being Santa. One of the greatest fucking Christmas movies of all time. Um, I'm also, I started the this new Claymation animated series. It's on HBO, but if you have Crave and HBO together, you can watch it. It's called Santa Incorporated. The mm-hmm. uh, Santa Claus is voiced by the incomparable and Jewish Seth Rogen. Interesting. And it's all about who becomes the next Santa because Santa Claus is like a, it, it's like a job that gets bestowed on someone. You get to pick your successor. And then right. there's a Sarah Silverman elf that wants to be uh, the next Santa Claus. But then it's also crude comedy. There's like a Mrs. Claus giving Santa a blowjob scene. There's a naked elf at one point. There's a fucking gay sex scene between an elf and a snow angel. It's fucking ridiculous. And mm. I'm here for all of it. It's so funny. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Seth Rogen has had his moments for sure. Oh, especially like with all of like the few Christmas, like the, the night before is has actually been one of the most touching Christmas movies of all time for me because it's a, it's a story about friendship, losing parents, being okay with being taking that next step and at the same time like crude comedy throughout the whole fucking thing i'll have to check it out at some point you've never seen a night before no i've seen it advertised i never watched it then there's like office christmas party like i i i go back and forth we go between going like what i enjoyed when i was five to what i enjoyed when i was 25 it's like that that's how i'm doing it interesting yeah very interesting yeah no it's fun to be in this season for sure i enjoy every fucking minute of it i'll I'll probably check out everything that you just told me because i'm like new christmas stuff Ooh, yeah no (laughs) by all means where do you land on uh national lampoon's christmas vacation i like it i don't watch it every year i watch it every second year probably every third even it's really funny there's so many good scenes Uh, i see i go back i those movies like all of them i do not give two fucks for Huh. Not a Chevy Chase guy? I oh, see. I used to be. Yeah. I can watch Fletch. No problem. Caddy what Shack, is it that no bothers you about him? I don't know what happened where he stopped being Chevy Chase and he, like, he started doing 
I'm a goofy, dumb dad. Yeah. I, you just can't do it. No. And like, and then I love community. I loved him in community. And then when he's like, got tired of being like the old racist, when he found out in real life, Chevy Chase is what? An old fucking racist, which is fine. Like I get like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but here we are. Like, let's not change. Like, let, like, let's not be surprised by the fact like what Chevy Chase said, what about people? Yeah. No, nah, man. I'm not shocked by the fact that he say that because look at the era he came from. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't know any of the Chevy Chevy Chase drama. I haven't followed his career too tightly, but yeah. I'll watch it. Like I, it's funny. Yeah, he went from being the most sought after comedic actor and a fucking stud of a man to just being like, "Hey, Chevy, thanks for all your hard work from 1975 to 1983." We're done with you now. I feel like you're talking about Eddie Murphy too. But Eddie Murphy's making his comeback. Like the one thing I can appreciate about Eddie Murphy is that he started doing things as he grew older. So did his audience, but he wanted to make sure that I could, I I couldn't watch delirious as a five-year-old. I could watch the nutty professor. Those were dog shit though. I guess it's an age thing. Like, because yeah. what you're saying about Chevy Chase is the exact same thing with Eddie Murphy. He was this amazing fucking hot comedian. Everyone wanted yeah. to hear him. He was so fucking funny. And then all of a sudden, fucking shit garbage movies, one yeah. after the other, like fucking terrible, terrible yeah. movies. So, like, the thing about Eddie Murphy was it was a way for me as a kid to watch a thing with my dad going, this was the best comedian ever. And then, like, Disney got a hold of him and then they changed his ropes. But then, like, my dad couldn't show me 48 hours. No, that's a Chevy Chase thing, too, though. Yeah. Like, same argument. Parents couldn't show fucking their kids Fletch, but they could show them Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Same argument. Yes, I guess. But even like, but even when I was a kid, I just went, this, these movies are dumb. Yeah. I was the same way with all the Eddie Murphy stuff. Fucking terrible. Yeah. But his yeah. old shit, phenomenal. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a few that I had time for, like Bowfinger. Terrible. I think you need to give that a second chance. I would try it. Funny story, I actually had it on VHS because Pizza 73 used to offer you a free VHS movie with a purchase, and I got that through that. Program. That's how I got uh, Fifle Goes West. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the because like or, and Land Before Time, McDonald's used to do that. That was the best. Yeah. VHS is what a time. Oh, what a time. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I I I guess we're we are making the same arguments, but there are certain Eddie Murphy movies that I I have time for. Like I, I start to lose interest for, with them when like the Nutty Professors and the Norbits. Like I Bummer. don't give a shit with that he's playing every fucking know, character. Like that's that's hire other actors. Yeah, it's talented and all that shit, and like I. You know, Eddie Murphy, I like him and I get it too. He was doing it for his kids and like shit like that. But yeah. the Eddie Murphy we want is like 1987 and prior. Yeah. Anything. Like when, when he came back on SNL like two years ago, that to me was one of the best uh, episodes of Saturday Night Live in a long time where Eddie Murphy just did old characters that you could enjoy because he did like he was there in the 80s. He saved SNL in the 80s. Yeah. And he, he was doing all of it, and you're just like, 
this is what I miss. And and then, I would watch that because it'd be fun to see like a good comedian on an SNL again because it's been yeah. so long, right? Well, Bill Burr hosted rather recently and he fucking destroyed. Like they're doing, they they do that all the time. I think the fact that you just live under a fucking rock and just go, la, 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 la. I'm not listening, yeah. SNL, la, la, la. I think you're really sleeping on a lot of great things that are yeah, happening. I see clips from time to time that are okay, but I've tried recently as well to re- to watch it and it's... Yeah. Not for me. Not my style of comedy anymore. Yeah, laughing is hard in your house. It is, yeah. That stupid shit. Yeah. (laughs) Sean size hates fucking laughter. (laughs) No, I just can't do the goofy shit. I don't know. I haven't seen a good skit from there in so long. There was a a great SNL skit last season. It was like a Star Trek kind of thing. But then they spoke as like how like the millennials and then like the gen oh, what's the one under millennial why maybe gen, whatever that is yeah which is like how like the commander of the starship is just like i need you to do that and they're like well i think excuse me i think that this person should speak she's speaking her truth and she's very brave and there's just all this shit like we are under attack right now <laughs> like it is so funny <laughs> like how they did that let's see if i can find that sketch for you because like, yeah send it to me i'll check it out I just, I, is it pete davidson is was he on snl or is still yeah he is still I, i've seen a couple of his clips of his clips like recently there's one that he did about uh like a play on stan the yeah M-M i like that yeah i saw that and was like that's pretty fucking funny. he does this character called chad which is just like a little like a bro that like yeah can get it but he's also dumb as a stump and there's just like in these like weird scenarios of like people like wanting to be with him but he's so clueless to like what's actually happening around him it's there's some good like there's some good common characters and then when he goes on his like weekend update rants they're really funny too like i think yeah i've caught a couple of those yeah there's still good clips like i always shit on snl because i'm just an asshole and another thing i know that bothers the shit out of you so i just yeah. happen to throw that out there from time to time because apparently don't think you I give like, things a fair shake that's all yeah no and i do like if it's something funny it's just i i give everything a chance i'll always give something a chance especially if it comes recommended from someone's opinion i respect but it's yeah. like on the day-to-day in any show where you do a huge variety show you're gonna have ones that hit with people and ones that don't yeah. and well, just they haven't hit with me enough yeah and I'll, I'll tell you this right now like i was skeptical about ds9 and here we are i just finished fucking watching the whole thing for sure yeah so i'm upset that I, there's a chance that i may have fallen asleep during the fucking quark as a fucking woman episode so i'm gonna have to go back and find it if you can tell me what episode it is i will it's called on. profit and lace so it'll be easy to find Okay, I'll be sure to like look it up and just watch that. It's funny, like, and like when you binge, it's good because you're like, I have nothing but content and I can watch, and then it's over. And you're like, fuck. But the bad side is those, there's certain sometimes you miss moments, but that's what makes it wonderful because you can rewatch it years later and you're like, yeah. Holy fuck, I don't remember this. There's a, there's a pair of Voyager episodes I love going back to. And it's the one that takes place in the 90s with Sarah Silverman. Yeah, that's it. I, I love that pair of episodes. And like, yeah, they're damn good. It just, it, it, I think it's also like the episodes that made me fall in love with Tom Paris, like as well. Because it's just like, he's just a man of the 90s. He's such a For bro. Sure. I fucking, yeah. yeah. I actually, last night going to sleep, I watched the first episode of Voyager. And there's the funny scene with Cork that you'll appreciate even more now. Yeah. You remember that, like offhand? 
I think so. Like he's he's in Voyager like briefly, is he not? Just for the very first episode, you see him, uh Harry Kim's in the bar and Quark offers him some stones for sale. Yeah. And then Harry Kim's like, I've been warned about the Ferengi at the Academy. And Quark is like, Excuse me, you've been warned about the Fer- I want your commanding officer, like to try to make him buy the stones and shit. And Paris saves Kim, but fucking yeah. hilarious little tidbit to add to it. And like, you know, the Maquis that was the story being told at the beginning of Voyager hardcore. And like, you see now, like in Voyager, I was thinking about this watching it last night, thinking about you finishing DS nine, you see in Voyager an episode, I think season six, maybe when they find out that all of the Maquis has been wiped out by the dominion. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to then have seen like that take place in DS nine. Right. Yeah. I like that. Like, and then they, they miss that whole war. Like my only big thing is, like there are galaxy class starships that look like the enterprise, but I am, I would be remiss in saying the flagship vessel is the enterprise. Why isn't that in battle? Yeah. Like you don't like, like if I have Tom Brady on my team, I'm not going to put him on the bench when we're playing fucking the other top team. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, to make sure the best always survives and doesn't get tainted by war too. I think that was like the point of, I've seen them mention that a few times. I agree with what you're saying though. Mm-hmm. And then of course, in first contact, you know, Picard, they didn't want to put him back in that situation because of what he previewed. He, he was defeated by the Borg. Previous. Well, yeah, but they, but he was also like defeated and captured by the Borg, but they were absolutely right. He was the best man for that uh, mission. And just because to go back to it real quick. Um, how jacked is Pratchett Stewart in that fucking movie? Oh, he's the boss. I wouldn't want to fuck with him. No, no, no. But he is fucking jacked. Oh, yeah. The scene he's where he's up. climbing up the rope to get away from that, like, poison gas discharge that happened. Yeah. Dude, Patrick Stewart had some fucking guns. Don't forget, he was fighting Gnosticans in a bar when he was fucking 19. Yeah. Right? We we often for look at him as the frail Picard, but no, like, he'll throw down. He'll fuck yeah. some shit up if you need him to fuck some shit up. How did we get back on Star Trek? I thought we were moving on to Christmas movies, and now here we are back on Star Trek again. Yeah. God damn it, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I, I, I moved into my new place. I slept here last night for the first time. Got my bed yesterday and nice. all that slept like a fucking baby but like like even like i bought a whole bunch of shit the amount that i don't have like it's crazy noticeable when you don't have a certain thing (laughs) like i don't have like a tray to put my cutlery in you need that yeah sorry for the future hosting that's gonna be happening you better uh get on that shit man that's why the dollar is that I'm going to ask a funny question again because you're going to be like, it's not a third world country, John. They have dollar stores? Yeah. Like, I can give me one second. Dollar. I just got to take this. I'm sorry. Yeah. No worries. I missed the call and they hung up by the time I was able to answer it. I don't know. I think that's kind of rude. Yeah. I agree. That happens though. Yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah, no, there's, I can literally see a dollar store from my house. I went to a nice. Giant Tiger yesterday and I got a Helpful. few things. Like, so I'm going to go back to Giant Tiger, get a few more things. I'm going to go to Walmart, get a few things. And then, um, and then I'm going to get some like legit groceries. Like the only things in my fridge right now 
is a carton of eggs and a carton of milk. And that's the essentials. It. You know, like, I have, <laughs> like, my aunt bought me a box of Lucky Charms because I, I mentioned to her in passing one time that I like Lucky Charms. She's like, got you a box of Lucky Charms. I'm like, awesome. Thank you. That's a good present. I'll take that any day yeah. of the week. So I needed milk to go with my cereal so I can enjoy it. And then, so now I got eggs. I got, I got to get some, so like over here, I got my little, my little shopping list. I got to get going. It, it's, it's just a weird thing to go when you clearly don't have anything. Like even the fact that like I have couches, I have a coffee table, I have a TV that's mounted in front of me. I have a bed, but then the apartment still feels so empty. For sure. That's the wonderful part, man. You get to make it your home. Yeah. So like little by little, I'm going to have to do everything. And then another thing is I'm on a fourth floor walk up, no elevator. So like I was watching the guys deliver to the bed. I'm just like, when I move from here, I better be able to afford movers because I do not want to do any of this shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's hard. Been there, done that. Didn't enjoy it. Lived through it, but would rather not do it again. Yeah. Like, I've done like the process of moving into like carrying an item. I did 80% of every, like bringing everything up by myself with the exception of the couch I'm sitting on and my little chaise lounge and uh, my deep freeze, my deep freezer. My cousin helped me with all of that stuff, those three things. But like, by the time we were on getting the sofa up here, I was fucking dying. Cause it was like the 19th time I had to go up the flight of stairs going like, all right, man. <laughs> You need to give me a minute here. I'm fucking dying. And he's like laughing at me. He's a little out of shape. I'm like, yes, but also I've done this 20 times today. This is the Pretty second much. thing you've carried. Give me a break. When you were carrying the couch upstairs, did you say pivot at least once? No, I didn't. I was oh. I was so tired at that wow. point. Like, And it was just like, I just want this done and over with. And like four floors doesn't seem like a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I've literally moved into places on the fourth floor and helped people move out of them and moved out of them. So I understand what that entails. Heavy yeah. old wood furniture. Fuck my life. Yeah. So uh, I got like, I got a lamp here now. Like I, there's like certain things I need. I got to get fucking curtains for Christ's sake. Like it's just like this thing of just, you don't realize what you need to get until you need to get it. Yeah pretty much like i didn't have towels yesterday i went out and bought a towel the list doesn't end like quickly either it's like you as life starts happening you're like fuck my life i don't have that did you buy a plunger for your toilet because that's a smart one to have no i'm i might go get one today because like just in case like yeah no you i rather like i was bringing up this point to my aunt and her friend the other day when i said like no i need to buy a plunger it's like that's a huge important buy like how big are your shits? No, no, no. You don't get it. I'd rather have a plunger and not need it than need it and not have one. Oh, yeah. I, that's why I brought it up because I've been in that situation with a new place. You go a year, like two years living there. And then all of a sudden that one day your toilet gets plugged and you're like, what the fuck am I going to do? What yeah. the fuck? And it's not yeah. a nice feeling. I thought I'd yeah. save you that panic moment if I could. And then like as I look around, like I see like furniture pieces that I would I want to get in like kind of need, but I got to slowly get it like this apartment's going to be perfectly furnished the way I want it by the time I'm ready to move out. Of course, that's usually how it works. <laughs> so, and then eventually I got to get like picture frames and then pictures printed and 
posted everywhere and all that fun stuff. Like it, there's there's things to be done. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's all like rewarding things because you're doing it for yourself ultimately, which is nice. Yeah. So uh, oh, man, I'll enjoy I, the adventure. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna pull like this summer, I'm gonna pull the old Sean sides and just pop by garage sales just to see like what I can dick around and find and good plan. Yeah. So like I want to get like a unit underneath my TV so I could you know put my PlayStation there and then various movies and then set up certain action figures and Funko Pops that I have like and then there's like over by my window I want to get a desk that I'm going to use strictly for doing the podcast and all that stuff instead of like you know making sure that I'm sitting like right up against my fucking coffee table so I can do this for you like eventually all is going to be well here it's just going to take a minute Oh, of course. These the best things in life take time sometimes. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, that's kind of where I'm at. Did you get to see Afterlife yet? No, you? No, I just I've been on. Looks like we're waiting until it goes to VHS. To VHS, we're gonna go back. Oh, to right. Sorry, I meant to say DVD. Oh wait, I meant to say streaming. Sorry, no, I'm behind I, the I wanna I wanna go see it. I it's just a matter of finding time and doing it because like. Like the one problem I have is like there's no daytime showings right now because of like COVID hours. Yeah. And that's when I want to see it is like during the day when I have like nothing to do. I don't want to I don't want to go when it's busy. I'm a little bit a bit of a curmudgeon that way. I'm just like, no, I would rather go at like three in the afternoon to go see a movie. For than, sure. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like going opening day was like a talk. And I was like, do I want to sit in a theater? Because, you know, there's going to be like half the theater kids. And it's just not the same experience when you go and enjoy it. Like you, you say it all the time. Like you enjoy going and sitting in silence by yourself and watching a movie. No one else is going to talk or ask questions. When you go to see a movie and the theater is half full of kids, there's like fucking cell phones everywhere screaming. Like you're like, holy fuck, this is a goddamn. Like if I ever went on a movie date and I found out the girl was like a movie talker, that relationship would probably be a, a quick deal breaker going like, I can't do this. What do you mean? I thought we had something special. Like you talk during movies. Yeah, that's a fair deal. Deal breaker. It's like the old "How I Met Your Mother." The lemon. Yeah, the lemon lemon law. Yeah, lemon law. And like, I get that. That's probably being a little bit like too picky when it comes. Yeah, it's your life though. You're gonna spend the rest of your life potentially with this person, and you find out early on they have like a a major flaw that's gonna hurt your life together. Every fucking movie, Thomas, for the rest of your life, you're gonna have something like, "What do you think that guy's doing? What do you think that character's doing?" Like, just get out, just get the fuck out while you can, right? I agree. And like, I don't mind if I'm watching a movie at home and I can hit pause and then we can discuss, but also like six times though. Yeah, that that's where I go. Like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like can you save all your questions and comments to like the end like i'll love to discuss this with you but let's watch the whole thing so you can have <laughs> the exact same insight i have and then we can discuss i like the passive aggressive pause where you pause it and you then turn to them and say what would you like to say i'll pause it talk yeah. to me what would you like to tell me yeah. and you're like yeah. you're not being mean because you're just saying like, i'm trying to watch this fucking movie yeah. i'm gonna pause it and then you can fucking talk to you. But like, it's like a passive aggressive thing, especially like if you had to go to the point of pausing six times, you're like, you turn a fucking hour and a half movie into a four hour fucking event. Yeah. It's, yeah that's too much. I agree yeah. with you. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh... I wonder if there's like movie talkers listening to our podcast who are like, I didn't think it bothered people. 
I hope that this like opens the eyes of movie talkers everywhere. Right. We're healing the world right now by Just speaking know that this aloud. This flaw, this thing that makes you human, it's a terrible one. Work on it. <laughs> People hate this. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, Sean, we got an email, which my, my most exciting segment now, because we get that fire-ass theme song. Indeed. I hit the music right now. Two sides to every email. Two sides to everyone. Two sides to every email. Settle in. Let's get it done. So, we got an email from Uncle John, the legend. The compatriot, the the enemy of the hockey pool. And he writes to us, hello, Tom and Sean. Notice how he likes me better. I'm first. <laughs> the hockey pool is getting really interesting, enjoying it very much. It's amazing how many places you can climb on any given night. A theme suggestion for your Xmas gift to each other, hockey. Tom, what made you choose the East Coast for your relocation? I know there was a promotion involved, but... Why so far east? And do you see yourself there for a long time? And Sean, sorry for the inconvenience, but you're getting company again for Christmas. Keep up the great, keep up the great pods. Cheers, Uncle John. So, so you're getting Uncle John again for Christmas? Yeah, I already knew this. It wasn't a surprise. That's not bad. I think he was just announcing it because maybe I haven't discussed it on the podcast, and he wanted like a little moment for for himself. And here we are. Yeah, we people appreciate use, the email. People just using us for their glory. Like, and I'm all for <laughs> it. If you want to get like your 15 minutes of like two thousand story fame, like send us an email. We'll shout you out. We'll criticize everything you write. It'd be perfect. Indeed. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> to answer your question about the uh, why I chose the East Coast for my relocation is I've always loved the East Coast. To be honest with you, I have family in Fredericton, and so whenever I would come and visit, I would just see like the way of life here and just always kind of fall in love with it. So, you know, there's going to be one day I'm going to own my own four wheeler and just cruise around in the woods. And then I'm down for some snowmobiling uh, adventures. Everyone that I, my aunt and uncle have introduced me to has been like super kind, super wonderful people I've met so far are super great. Uh, I'm just excited to be here. And I love this like new adventure I'm on. Very good answer. Very good answer. I, I don't mind the suggestion for hockey. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a bad suggestion. That's for sure. Yeah. And like we keep going back and forth because we've gotten some good ones. Like, uh, like we got the uh, Canadiana and we got the hockey and then we've gotten uh, the Kevin Smith uh, theme idea. Yeah. Which are all great ideas. But I got to tell you, man, this being like the first real exchange and I think we should do it every year now. But like this being the first one i think we should do the what have we learned about each other in the past year yeah i like that suggestion too it's a good idea we've uh you know been doing this for a while now so yeah. it's a good way to like you know add it add something to it i guess it's also the whole point of this podcast right so yeah better way to test one's metal by going all right let's see how much you've been paying attention <laughs> that's like you're making it scary now it's intense what if yeah. what if i already picked something up and then he's i'm like oh fuck like it's a test oh fuck did i pass the test <laughs> so fucking on gifts are yeah. not just the thing you give a person 
they're no. a challenge to see how well you know that person pretty much and yeah. it's just a meaning thing it's always fun to give gifts yeah so i think that'd be fun like super awesome suggestion and those of you who participated and you know given us like ideas for the theme we appreciate it we appreciate it um and always hit us up on the email the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com again that's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com i like that we spell it out and we even have a jingle that says it now but we still like to spell it out yeah but we, I just want to make sure I want to get more attention. I want fan involvement, man. Hundred percent. It's the okay. best when people write in emails and we get to read them and give us laughs sometimes or criticize either one of us is funny too. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it adds a little segment and we appreciate it for sure. Oh, a hundred percent, buddy. A hundred percent. So yeah, uh, I think so. We're standing firm on that like little Christmas challenge of what have we learned about each other in the past thirty-five episodes, and then we should probably get that figured out relatively soon and then get that shipped out to one another for our Sean and Tom Christmas Bonanza episode. Indeed. We talk all (laughs) things Christmas. Indeed. It'll be fun for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. I'm not sure how you feel, but I think we did it. I think so, sir. All right. So for that's two sides of the story of this week, I'm Tom Sides and this has been one side of the story. I'm Sean Size, and this has been another side of the story. Have a great weekend, everyone. Have a or great week. week. Sorry. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.